Greetings from the Long Island Sound podcast. Welcome to the show. Please rate, review, and comment on the show. And call our listener line and leave a message for our guests. Dial 631-800-3579. All right, enjoy the show. Welcome to the Long Island Sound Podcast, where we explore the muse and the music from the North Shore to the South Shore, from New York City to the Hamptons, navigating the wellspring of original music from singer-songwriters and musicians from Long Island, New York. Hi, I'm Steve Yusko from GigDestiny.com. Stay tuned as we explore the Long Island Sound. Discovering new music has become a passion of mine. And if you're like me, there's always a curiosity about the artist. The delicate harmonies of Delaney Hafner and her journey through folk and Americana music make it hard to pin her down to just one genre. If you enjoy life's lessons on the creative muse, this episode's for you. Here's a taste of Delaney's music, and after the song, stick with us as we dive into her inspiration and art. Enjoy.
I'm really excited about my guest today. Delaney Hefner is really, from the broad sense of it, an Americana singer. And we're really going to explore the music and the art that she puts out there. So Delaney, welcome to the Long Island Sound. Good to have you. Hello. Thank you. It's good to be here. Yeah. I'm really excited. And it's funny. I I met um, Delaney, uh, or I was referred to Delaney by uh, Rory Kelly. And Rory really busted my chops. She said, Hey, you got too many guys on the show. Let's get some, let's get some gals in here. So you're the, you mix the, it up a little. Yeah. yeah. You gotta mix it up. You know, the one thing I didn't want it to be was, uh, you know, old timers day with old musicians talking about, <laughs> you know, what happened in the sixties, although that's, that's, kind of, <laughs> that's right. kind of insightful. So give me, give me some context as far as, um, how you became a musician when, you know, did you come from a musical family? Uh, where did things strike you to, to pick up your instrument and become a songwriter? Yeah. So my dad is also a musician. He's a guitar player and he's actually my guitar player in my band, the bell curves. Um, so I started playing, well, I started playing French horn actually when I was in elementary school. Um, mm-hmm. I had taken some like piano lessons when I was really little, um, And so I started playing guitar uh, when I was like 12, I think. And I remember, you know, writing my first songs with my mom and she would help me write lyrics and I would write music. And um, yeah, it was definitely a family effort. And I kind of got my dad back into making music because he was a very active musician um, before I was born. And even when my older sister was little, he was still playing out a lot. But um. When I was born, he kind of used that as a reason to um, he blamed start, start doing other things. Yeah, exactly. So, so it's kind of like a cosmic irony that uh, I was the reason he started playing seriously again. And um, yeah, we started recording my first originals when I was like 15, 14 or 15. Oh, about um, a year ago? no gosh uh that would have been like oh my god it's over 10 years ago now jesus i'm old um please you're looking at me and you're calling yourself old i must be i feel old i've done something 10 years ago that was like a real thing that's like weird to me um so we had recorded at um a friend of his studio in brooklyn um and then after that I decided that I wanted to go to school for music production and recording. So I went to SUNY Purchase. And while I was at school, he basically was home teaching himself all the same stuff that I was learning at school. So Oh, that is cool. Yeah. (laughs) So we're kind of a dynamic duo and we have a home studio where we work on um, my stuff. He also has a band that I play in. So we work on that stuff. A couple of friends. um, All right. Let's do a plug. What's the name of that? Yeah. Um, so the other band is Finn and his Rust Kickers. Finn and like his Rust Kickers. His Rust Kickers. Ah, makes yeah, sense. yeah. So do you, so have, do you have other other siblings as well, or? Um... Yeah, I have an older sister and a younger sister. Oh, so, cool. Yeah, yeah. It's it's. Re- I tell you, of of the musicians I, I've spoken to, I would say ninety percent their family had their their mom, their dad had influence on them becoming musicians and songwriters. And uh, it's it's I, the same thing with my daughter. You know, uh, it was the cello with my daughter Faith. You know, it was the cello Nazi. Um, mm-hmm. Then she ended up picking up the guitar and stuff like that. And she's got a beautiful voice. No, nothing professional, but um, it's it's a nice connection you can have. And it's really unique that he plays in the band with you. That's that's, that's yeah. It's got to be an interesting dynamic, you know. 
it's it's really cool i mean it's um i'm really grateful for it because i feel like he always you know kind of understands like what i'm going for and um yeah also just like his playing is really unique and like i think it brings a lot to the band so um yeah it's kind of a dream scenario nice now who are the other members of of the band the bell curve um so it's typically it kind of changes depending on who's available and like what kind of gig we're playing but sure. for the most part uh, our drummer is nick balzano um and i always joke that he is uh long island's drummer because he's in like every band on long island <laughs> <laughs> um uh my friend Anne o'rourke who's also an amazing singer songwriter plays guitar and she does uh, vocal harmonies um, and then my other friend, Sam Monteleone, who is also another amazing singer-songwriter. She's been doing vocal harmonies, and uh, we've been talking about getting her on keyboards and nice. like, organ, piano sounds. So, That's And great. I play bass in the, in the band. Excellent. So you got, you got you got a good troop there. That's great. Yeah. Now, do you yeah. stick to Suffolk County, or, or um, where, where have you played? I mean, is there some favorite places you like to play and, and- – um yeah so one of our favorite places just closed r.i.p to the velvet lounge Mm. um oh that's in uh east of talking yeah yeah i'm familiar with that yeah 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 so so that was sad to see that place go but um the the booker and promoter that i usually worked with there has been booking at katie's in smithtown so excited to start kind of a new thing there um we have been getting off the island a bit um doing a little bit in new york we were doing new york a lot more before the pandemic and then Mm -hmm. um with the pandemic obviously everything changed and uh haven't really been pushing as hard on new york partly just because i get tired of driving in there (laughs) frankly it's a hole yeah yeah exactly so i've been and i've been trying to get off the island and um we're doing a bunch of gigs in april we're playing um like in troy new york and beacon burlington I was just up in Syracuse, in Binghamton. Um, I'm going to be in Boston next weekend, or Cambridge, actually. I keep saying Boston, and then everyone that I know up there is like, well, it's actually in Cambridge. And I'm like, oh, my God, I didn't – okay. <laughs> I'm like, fine, yeah, it's yeah, in it's Cambridge. A, it's, it's, its own <laughs> unique neighborhood, yeah. Yeah, it's like – I guess it's like a, a different city, which I didn't realize. Like, it's actually like a separate municipality. I don't know. I'm going to yeah, Boston. It's, it's up in It's up yeah. <laughs> It, it's um, actually it's actually it's actually a beautiful area but it's 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 you know two miles yeah, well, away from the middle yeah of boston, I've, so. I've never seen i never really spent any time in boston as an adult like i went there for like a school field trip in high school and that was basically it so and it feels like it's like so close and i don't know why i've not like it's i tell you it's a great it more. it's a great city to explore and a good walking city you know yeah because it's old yeah, you take two or three days, and uh, they've got a nice um, a little Italy uh, area uh, as you know as well. So it's yeah, I, I love Boston. The people are great, and the bars yeah. are great, and the bands yeah. are great too. So uh, yeah, so I'm excited for that. That's nice that you're you're, you're getting to to take your music out on, on the road. Was that was that difficult to kind of put together, or you have a good promoter? Or I'm just curious because everyone is uh, you know with the pandemic, obviously. Um, even I tried to get some friends gigs and it was, you know, some of the venues like, Hey, we're starving, you know, we're, we can't play. 
And yeah. yet a lot of kudos out to uh, the venue operators who are consistent with the live music and see the value in it. And especially when it comes to playing original music, you know? Um, so yeah. uh, tell me a little bit about the challenges with that or, or it sounds like you, you got it down pat. So. Um, I don't know if there's like a secret sauce to it. I've just been kind of doing it for like a while now and I am friends with mostly all musicians. So I have like a running list of like venues and places that I've either like seen on my friends, like social media, there be, you know, where they're playing or, um, yeah, I don't really, I think it's a lot just like through Instagram, like just keeping tabs on like, like what is going on in places within like a three or four hour radius and okay. trying to um, like stay connected to people. And um, yeah, just like connecting with people online, I think has been a really big um, help because yeah, yeah it's, you, it's, you it's, can it's, see people. Yeah. It's interesting with even with this podcast, you know, our goal is to really uh, to find out about the musician behind the music and give another platform to expose music to because you can get kind of lost in the fray. And from my experience just recently with the pandemic, uh, I, man, my heart went out to artists who like you know, this is their living to go out and, and perform. You know, they're dying mm -hmm. to perform. And uh, finding out different ways, whether it's through Twitch or you know, doing a, a Facebook live feed or giving snippets here, um, their creativity extended into uh, into social media. And yeah. uh, it, it's been a blessing for me because I, I get to meet people like you and, and kind of discover new music that uh, I would never hear before. I'm not uh, mm -hmm. this may sound wacky, but I'm not a fan of pop radio. Mm -hmm. One of my favorite stations um that I stumbled on was FUV in the city, mm -hmm. the Fordham station. And mm -hmm. it was really kind of great because I got introduced to things I would never get introduced to. And as yeah. being an older guy, you can easily fall into reminiscing about music uh, and, and, and <laughs> getting into that, uh, you know, that groove, uh, you know, yeah. nothing, nothing wrong with it, but mm -hmm. man, give me the new stuff. Give me the people who are creating, give me the people who are talking about social justice in their life and, and yeah. uh, things that Definitely. are current. And it keep, keeps you alive, you know? Mm -hmm. so. Yeah, I also, uh, I know that a lot of people are sort of resistant to Instagram and Reels and TikTok and, like, being a quote-unquote, like, content creator. Mm. Which I, I understand, like, the uh, resistance to that to some degree. But I've, like, I feel like I've sort of, like, leaned into it. And I find it to be another outlet for, like, creativity and, like, just like doing like fun little Instagram videos that are like much lower stakes than like a gig or doing like a full production YouTube video or, you know, like it's just like fun. And like the way that Instagram reels works is it's showing your video to people who don't follow you. Right. And like that's, that's incredible. Like that's like an amazing resource um, that like, there's no reason not to try to take advantage of that. So yeah, it's yeah. interesting. My, my my daughter has introduced me to reels as well, where I'll I'll put a, a thirty second um, uh, a thank you out or whatever. But what's interesting, and you bring up a good point, is as an artist, are you taking your cre what you've created uh, from your own muse, and and you, and we'll talk about the the songwriting process and how you approach it after mm -hmm. the break. But are you creating? <laughs> Are you creating something specifically for TikTok to play into the commercialism, so to speak, of it? 
or are you using it, like you said, as another vehicle to expose uh, a snippet of your art to an audience that may not have come across you? And I think that's that's key. It's almost like doing, um, you know, when you go out and do gigs at festivals, you know, yeah, where exactly. where there's, there's a bigger draw, um, just like the, the the one that's coming up in Patchogue, um, the, the Bay Festival, mm-hmm. uh, you know, um, it, it, that's a great, if you can get into stuff like that, now you're getting into like little affair and these other things you're getting introduced to other audiences. They do it at Jones beach to a certain extent as well. You know, mm-hmm. uh, they'll be opening acts, but I've been to the Jones beach theater where they'll actually have two or three stages, uh, out just outside of, um, you know, inside the, the, the grouping, but, but playing out. And I thought that was kind of cool, you know, it, yeah. it's, it's spreading the wealth, you know? Right. So. Yeah, exactly. Why don't we yeah. do this? Why don't we just take a quick break and then we come back. I'd really like to dive into how you approach songwriting uh, and we'll, we'll check that out. So, hey, everybody, stick with us. We'll be right back. Hi, Steve Yusko from Gig Destiny here. Well, as you're probably listening to this podcast, you're probably thinking about that musician who would make a fantastic guest here on the Long Island Sound. Well, we'd like to hear their story. We'd like to hear their music. So have them reach out to us at gigdestiny.com and we'll explore their craft. Now, back to our podcast. We are back. I'm Steve Yusko with the Long Island Sound and we are here with Delaney Hefner or Hefner. Half, you say, half, you correct me. That's okay. Hafner. I would say like half and half. I don't know why. I think because that's what I put in my coffee. That's what I like in my coffee. And now I'll remember your name. It's funny well. because my, my work email is my, my last name and then my first initial. So it's half nerd, which I think <laughs> is funny because it's pretty accurate. I think, I think there, I think there's, that might be a little muse for a song. In the yes. Future. Yeah. All right. And yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to claim it right now. So you can't use it. Okay. Right? So, right. Well, but, or, it's, but it's about me. So I don't know how, how well you're going to do with that. Yeah. I might have we'll be fight. better. I might be better qualified to write about myself. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you got me there. All right. Speaking speaking of, uh, I'm I'm very intrigued, and our listeners intrigued of of your process uh, of songwriting. Um, are you very deliberate about it? Uh, do you wake up in the morning and go, "Wow, I you know I have a full song in my head, and I'm going to write it down." Um, I'm, I'm interested in what your process is now and. How it's evolved, I guess, would be interesting to find out. Yeah. Um, let me think about that. It has definitely changed over the years. I've been thinking a lot about the creative process lately and the fact that it's cyclical. So I think that we go through periods where we need to take things in, um, like other music, other media, other art, and just experiences. We just have to live our lives um, and then it kind of comes back around and we have a creative output side of the cycle where then we can sort of like reflect on and process and create based on all of those things that we took in. Um, and then, of course, you actually have to like make all the stuff and do all the promo. And then hopefully by the time you're done doing all of that, you've taken in more art and media and experiences and then you can start the whole process over again. So I think that I needed to have more experiences. I didn't, I have not written very much in the last two years. Mm. Um, 2020 was a really bad year for a lot of people for obvious reasons. Um, And I like for me in my personal life and in my 
families live like a, a lot of pretty bad stuff happened um on top of the pandemic and everything else that was going on so yeah. yeah so i i couldn't i think when i was in it i couldn't process it or like reflect on it or write about it and um yeah then we started recording the new album in february of 2021 and that was sort of a turning point for me um for a lot of reasons like i think making an album that i was really proud of it felt very like cohesive and intentional um coincided with the vaccines coming out and like the pandemic mood starting to shift a little bit in spring of 2021 mm -hmm. so that I think is when I sort of started writing again after basically a year of like having very little output. Um, but at, you know what? Yeah. If I can interrupt you, what I find interesting is, um, and I've spoken to other artists about this is whether you're, you're coming from a perspective of the first person, you know, experiences that you have or moving outside of yourself and, um, and, even delving into um, something you know nothing about, but researching it and writing it from maybe a male perspective or somebody totally outside your world, and 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 kind of going there, kind of you kind of give a uh, arms length arms length separation from yourself and uh, living in a different scene, so to speak. You know, um, so I'm curious, have you gotten into that or uh, you know, because I what I'm hearing is man, you got affected by all these things and you can, you can get kind of in a writer's block. Uh, that's what it sounds like. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, when I was younger, I wrote a lot about other people's experiences. I would write mm. a lot about, um, like I was reading a lot. So I would write songs based on stories, like short stories and books and movies. And I have like five or six songs that are like that, you know, that are about stories that I've, read or watched or whatever mm -hmm. um and then i don't know i i sort of moved away from that in the last like four-ish years and i think it's because i had more of my own experiences to draw on um and um yeah 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 so so it's interesting because sometimes it's just the opposite particularly with younger artists it, it can be very centric um to you know uh, emotions that that drive you to to create and it's interesting that it's kind of was different for you as a younger woman to to draw from other people based on um hey they have different experiences that i haven't experienced yet and then being able to write about that i think i think yeah that's well really i just always felt like my life wasn't very interesting <laughs> and like i never really had major like trials and tribulations or anything i just like went to high school and then went to college and like mostly had a pretty good time doing it <laughs> and i was like that's like pretty boring and like there obviously were things that i wrote about that were uh were interesting from my own life and that's cool but i i think on until i started having i don't know something to say of myself well, I didn't... let me ask you this would you say you're an introvert and extrovert i don't know um i think i'm like generally an extrovert um like i definitely like to see people and i like being out and like going out and um but i also do feel the need sometimes to sort of you know recharge the batteries as it were right re um, retreat to yourself to a certain extent and yeah yeah 
Yeah. Yeah. But I, I do really like being around people. Um, and so, yeah. Pandemic well, that's, was very I, that's, that's key to, I think, because um, there are a lot of songwriters out there and a lot of what I'll say a performer. And don't take this the wrong way. There are people who do great music, but don't entertain well. Uh, mm-hmm. Or don't, or don't make it. This is kind of critical, but enjoyable for the audience. Yes, you know, I have to agree uh, with I, you. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, you know, I've, I've seen, you know, and, and this take from a guy who can't do it. Okay, I've, I've been at live presentations and small, um, you know, pubs and stuff like that, and it, it's just like the radio. And yet, there are people who pull the energy, whatever it is, from the audience, and and now the audience is contributing to, to the good time mm-hmm. and the art. It really, it's, it's yeah. kind of interesting. I think that there's something really magical, for lack of a better word, about live performance and live music. Um, and that's something, too, that I've sort of leaned into, I think, in the last year or so since playing regularly with a full band. There's just something about, like when you get into that sort of like flow state when you're playing and there's an audience that like gives a shit about what you're doing and like actually is like listening and responding and like that's just like really special and um and i I also think that like i don't have to be doing this like no one is making me write songs and (laughs) making me have a band like i'm doing this because i want to do it you know what right. I mean? So, like, exactly. when am I going to go on stage and, like, be grumpy? Like, that doesn't make any <laughs> that sense. That <could> <laughs> like, why? Like, why are you doing it then? It's, like, I don't, it doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah, well, when you think about, you know, the songs of the call and response type of song, you know, there's an element in that uh, of an artist and their audience, the call and response, the call and response, and it can really feed upon itself to, to really... Um, Pull out a great time, you know, mm-hmm. uh, and, 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 and in other directions, pull out sadness and, and moods uh, or what have you. Uh, and then you mix alcohol in with it and it can go anywhere. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And I think also it's just like the the connection comes from the fact that we are expressing ourselves and other people can relate to that expression of ourselves. And like that kind of like breaks down the alienation that I think a lot of like modern life has created because it's like you are saying i'm here i feel this and then the other person is saying wow i'm here and i also feel that right and like that's so special that's just like people like being with each other you know sure and that's where i i I think you know there are certain artists out there that i've heard people say hey they're the their their music is the song track to my life mm-hmm. you know i can relate to it and um as a fan of music um you know things are said in song that i wish i could say in person or had the guts to say or i'll even retreat into prose and say something that uh one evacuates it out of my brain so mm-hmm. i'm not letting it rumble there mm-hmm. but then when it touches somebody else that's that's why i'm really enamored about artists like you who can can speak to a large audience and and uh, and di- and diversity, you know, mm-hmm. that's that's, that's kind of neat. What I'd like to do, um, let's talk about um, the song that we're going to play and and uh, when it came out. Give us a little reference to it, and then we'll jump into the song, and then we'll come back from it. Yeah, so the song is called Greener Pastures. Uh, it's on an EP called 2020, which is, uh, I, I believe it's six songs, a six-song EP of all 
um, original protest songs. So none of them oh. were actually written in 2020. It was sort of, it just kind of like happened that way. Um, so yeah, Greener Pastures was originally inspired by the um, the hearings with Christine Blasey Ford and um, when Brett Kavanaugh was put on the Supreme Court. Um, and it was just like very upsetting for a lot of people and I was just like wow this sucks like what a bad man that is now going to be on the Supreme Court for like literally Judging. like 40 years like making decisions for like an entire like 330 million people like this is horrible um, and like yeah so that's that that is what the song was inspired by and I think that it's broad enough though that now looking back at it I interpret it to be applied to a lot of different situations and sort of, you know, systemic injustices. But I, I also think that the end of the song still has sort of an, uh, a hopeful bent. So Excellent. You know, what's interesting is, and I've, I've spoken to a couple other orgs that come into mind now, and, and they lamented the uh, lack of of artists who take a chance on social justice mm -hmm. and, and, uh, and, and, and kudos to you because that, that says, you know what, I'm going to speak about this. I don't care about the, com how commercial it is or if right. it offends or, or uh, I'm not going to track this segment or that segment. Hey, that, I think it's great. There are things that have to be said. And uh, when they're said in song, it, it can dwell in the mind and maybe, and maybe change some minds. So that's yeah. kind of cool. Stuff. Exactly. Uh, Thank why, you. Don't, why don't we have a, uh, a listen to Greener Pastures? Check it out.
Hey, we're back. And hey, that's a really great song. I really appreciate you putting it out there and, and giving us some some the impetus of, of uh, what drove you to write it. Uh, do you want to expand on anything else about the song or? Um, no, that's OK. I'll let the song speak for itself. And I, I, I also think that the other songs on that EP bring uh, even more context. Um, another track on that EP that I'm really proud of is I, I rewrote the words to um, Can the Circle Be Unbroken? Mm. The old, um, you know, traditional um, to be about gun violence and this sort of seemingly unending cycle of school and public shootings. Um, so, yeah. And then there's four other songs on that EP and I just it kind of stinks because I I didn't do promotion on that EP in the way that I wish that I had and I'm very proud of it musically so just kind of like a little retro plug on that hey you know what once it's out there it's great people can discover it and that's that's one of the things that we try to do here on the long island sound is give that exposure to it so yeah and it's, it's funny not funny that you mentioned about gun violence but i'm on the other end of the spectrum because i work for a company in security where we look to protect schools mm-hmm. and uh you know i'm on the other end of it's unfortunate we have to do that do put these things in place Mm-hmm. for what seems to be uh weekly shootings uh, out mm-hmm. there and, and it's just um yeah it's a hard it's, it's horrible it's a nightmare you know, the, yeah the, the culture of it is just uh, it's just so it's so bizarre but it's um, it's twisted yeah it's really yeah, i'm glad i'm glad you're speaking speaking out about it so i think uh, you know you, you bring attention to things and it it moves around in our heads afterwards you know once, once it's out so. there so, yeah so yeah. It, it does have effect on things i'm curious about um you become you become a singer songwriter. You have you have the band together. Mm-hmm. Dad plays in the band, which I think is is great. You know, thank you. So, is it like a Partridge Family? No, it's probably. <laughs> you might not even know what the Partridge Family. No, I know about is. the Partridge Family. Yeah, okay. I get it's it. Not a you don't have a colorful bus that you're traveling. Well, I do actually have a. I have a 2002 GMC Savannah conversion van that I'm very proud of. Um, so. Oh, you'll have it's to not a bus, technically. You'll, ha- you'll have to send blue. me a picture of it so we can link it into the podcast. <laughs> yeah, I will. I, will. I take pictures of it all the time. It's like so average looking, but I'm just like, I just love it. I'm obsessed with it. So you, so you went you went to school uh, up at Plattsburgh, you said, right? For uh, Purchase. Purchase, Soon excuse purchase, me. Yeah, yeah not, not Plattsburgh. Yeah, way north. Mm-hmm. Um, so you went for, for music. Um, Tell us a little bit about that because I'm intrigued. And you were you're saying Dad actually studied a bit of it at home, so you had like yeah. parallel lives. So yeah, so I went to SUNY Purchase. I was in the studio production program, which is basically music and recording and technology. Um, and I ended up double majoring, so I also got a degree in arts management while I was there. So I have, um, I do have two degrees, and I always say I got two for the price of one. It was like a buy one get one at SUNY Purchase degree programs, <laughs> and they're probably still paying for it right now. Um, yeah, I have not started paying back my student loans. Um, we don't have to say. No, that no, that's 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 all right. <laughs> I'll, it'll happen when it happens. I'm not really pressed right. about it. <laughs> well, what's interesting is is you you've got the edge up of of other artists who uh, have to rely on somebody else to say, "All right, now 
how do how do I put my what I what I think's in my head um, and make it studio quality and then get it out there? Um, yes, you know it's it's what's interesting. I, I find a parallel, and I'm an I'm an old guy, so like mm-hmm. the parallel is you wanted something printed in the old days. You went to a, a copy or print print place, right? Mm-hmm. And then the desktop printer came along, and all those places disappeared. Mm-hmm. And now your iPhone is your studio to a certain degree. Yes. Uh, and, uh, you know, we're, I'm doing this podcast from my home office and it comes mm-hmm. off, I think pretty well. So, mm-hmm. so now everyone has a home, vi- a home video production, uh, in their hands and, and, you know, audio, but, mm-hmm. but you had the chops to, to be professional about it. So I guess my question is you get an album together. How do you, how do you get it on, on the airwaves? Uh, you know, both on, you know, the platforms and, and, you, well, you, you educate me if you would. Sure. Um, so, yeah, we record, we record everything in our project studio here at our house. Um, so that is really freeing because we can just be creative without kind of watching the clock and worrying about um, what, what the you're paying for time. Yeah. yeah. And it's also like, then you can be like, oh, I just heard this guitar tone on this song I just heard on the radio. I think let's try to do something like that on the song we've been working on. We can go down to the studio for two hours and like, you know, futz around with it and try to do something without having to, again, like rely on someone else or book time or pay for it. And like it and then it is also a, a rehearsal studio, which mm-hmm. is invaluable in trying to play with live a full band regularly because again not paying for rehearsal studio time you know we can start whenever everyone gets here we can you know take things easy one week and like work out new stuff without again like watching the clock so having studio space is just i can't what what I'm program do you guys what programs do you guys use pro logic or you know, uh yeah we we use pro tools uh, we have an old MacBook with, I think it has Pro Tools 11 on it. Um, and that's kind of our dedicated studio computer. So. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, it's interesting what's out there. I use Audacity to, to pull this together. I'm learning every week on, mm-hmm. on how to filter out, you know, the P's that somebody might say and, and what mm-hmm. have you. And, and it's interesting and it's, it's, uh, you can, you can really get, you can get nutty about it, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, you know, yeah, well, oh. I work in radio too. And like, I, it's like, you know, the, yeah, you can go really crazy and like, yeah, but it has to be conversational. You, you can't thing, take right. every artifact out or it just doesn't exactly. sound, sound exactly. natural, but I'm telling you when, and you were talking about this, about not listening to podcasts that you're on, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. uh, maybe because you have the critical ear. I, I don't know. Uh, mm-hmm. Personally, I love hearing myself speak. That's the only reason why I do the podcast. <laughs> uh, so I can just sit I like hearing myself sing, but I think I have a horrible speaking voice. So I can't That's funny because nobody nobody likes hearing me sing. <laughs> That's that. okay. That that means we make a good pair then. Excuse me, as as I as I cough it up, but um <laughs> you can you can get nutty about it and you can spend hours um, you know, uh, uh you know, trying to edit and stuff. But um, what's interesting, what I find interesting, and I didn't know about the process at all. So my friend, Mike Nugent, he's a great musician and he has his own little studio and he'll lay down tracks and he'll, he'll play along. And then he hands that music off to a guy named uh, Kevin Kelly, who's Rory's dad. And, and Kevin 
Kevin's got the the ear and he was a professor, you know, uh, for what you went to school with. And mm -hmm. uh, and I even had my chops busted early on because I uh, recorded my uh, episode in, in, in mono and Kevin uh, rightfully said, uh, you did an injustice to Mike's songs that you played because it's mono, you jerk. He didn't oh, say jerk. No. I, yeah, but, uh, you know, it's kind of cool, you know, yeah. uh, of what you do. So you, you've got to – so – you, you you better be rich and famous very soon because you have. I mean, I hope so. You've got everything right there. I mean, yeah. you got you got dad. You got the studio. Mm -hmm. You got the practice time. You've got the chops and the creativity. Mm -hmm. You definitely write good songs. So thank I mean, you. Come on, I mean, what else? You know, just have to have. I mean, that's what I'm saying. I, just I, gotta, I feel that way too. <laughs> you know, you could have crappy album covers. You know. That, <laughs> Actually, that uh, yeah, maybe I'm pretty proud of our of our cover art because uh, the last few things I've had um, like illustrators do the artwork and then on this upcoming album um, I worked with a designer and my partner is a photographer and they did all the photography so I don't know what it is I think people just need to hear it and then maybe they'll like it yeah, or I maybe know. I don't know maybe people just don't like the songs and that's fine too <laughs> oh, you see what you're doing Delaney you're, you see I'm going to give you some advice. You're setting <laughs> the expectations for your audience so high. Yes. You know, you got to go in the other direction. Live up to it. No, don't listen gotta... to the songs. They're going to be horrible. Yeah, no, yeah. You don't don't even go listen to this one. They're yeah, so average. Set, it's, it's like a marriage thing. You set low yeah. expectations and then everything's a bonus. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I'm giving now I'm giving marriage advice. This is a test to see if my wife actually listens to my episodes. And she's like, yeah, someday I'm going to be on, on, on your podcast. I said, uh, Deb, you're on my podcast every week. Oh Just my God. That's so funny. <laughs> That's but it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's all about having fun. Now, so you said you, you work at a radio station or you work at a radio station. Mm -hmm. Do you, uh, do you take your music and, and, or you work through an agent to try to get it in, you know, to independence college? Uh, what, what's your modus operandi for that? Yeah. So, um, well, first I'll do the album release announcement. I'm very excited, uh, to be releasing a full length album on June 24th of this year. Um, the record is called watershed. It's got 11 tracks on it. The deluxe version of the CDs have 14 tracks on them. Um, and I'm working with a, a company that's basically doing label services. So um, a, a company called 19th and 7th. And um, what, what do you mean label services? That's So that it's mean? basically like they're helping me do all of the release stuff that a label would do um, okay. without having like a, a record label deal. So I still own the masters. I paid for the recording and for all the merch, and um, I'm basic. I'm basically hiring them to do radio promo, publicity, digital marketing. Okay, so they're they're like a marketing marketing company aspect of it. Yeah, okay. yeah. Um, so yeah, so they're handling radio, PR, and like paid uh, marketing placement. Um, so, so yeah. they can become a, a future sponsor of the Long Island Sound. Yeah, maybe. That's what, that's what I'm thinking. I'm putting my, uh, you know, yes, my monetization future hat on here. So mm -hmm. we'll do we'll do a free plug, and yes. then we'll we'll draw them in. Yes, yeah, that's, exactly. That's the, that's the maniacal me thinking. Mm -hmm. that. Mm -hmm. 
but yeah, they're great. Cool. I've been so happy with them so far. So um, yeah. yeah, yeah. Is it? Um, it, it must. It, it's, it must be a big investment to try to pull this all together, right? And, and yeah, hope for the best, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. but, but, I mean, what? I've I've been doing it over a long period of time, and um, I live with my family. I live with my parents, so I'm not paying rent, um, and they're very they're like more than supportive of all of this. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm basically like my, my thought process is like, it's kind of now or never. I have the music, I have the money, I have the time. So like this record is, I think a turning point in some, in some That's degree. I, I wish you all the best with it and we'll, Thank we'll you. do everything we can to, um, you know, release re release this episode around the same time so we get more bang for the buck. Because I thank uh, you. You know, so when you you become rich and famous, you may remember Steve Usko and the yes, of and, course, I always everything will. that we did. So you got the studio, <laughs> you got the dad, you got the time, and now you got the podcast host who's oh, yes, God. it's a home yeah. run. <laughs> yeah, takes a village. <laughs> takes a village, and I'm the street sweeper of the village. So. <laughs> I'm, Listen, yeah, that's in a very important role, okay? We our society our society would crumble without sanitation workers. Absolutely. Like, it would just immediately fall apart. So yeah. I tell you when I, I'm and I'm serious, our sanit I'm in the uh, Babylon village, the guys are great. They mm -hmm. just, you know, and if I just and, happen to be out there, I thank them for what they do. You yeah, I mean? literally. Like it would just everything would just fall apart immediately. Yep. Exactly. So let's talk about you, you brought another song to the table for us. Let's talk about that. And uh, and then we'll take a listen. So give us some some background on it. Sure. So this is a um, what is the word I'm trying to say? A collaboration. Oh, my God. See, I, I nice, words nice. they do not always come naturally to me. This is a yeah, collaboration. <laughs> Years to like, put a song I don't know. I can't. Um, this is a collaboration. We just experienced a brain fart on the, on the podcast, so it's very For better or worse. Yeah. I, my brain was like, uh, I don't have that word. Sorry, like uh, <laughs> file not me. found. <laughs> um, <laughs> so this is a song that uh, we did as the Bell Curves as a collaboration with Finn and his Rust Kickers. So um, it's called February uh -huh. Girl. Yeah, and um, I've I had the song kind of like lying around for years, and I never knew what to do with it. It didn't really fit into like any album project or anything that I was doing. And then I had like a light bulb moment where I was like, "This should be a Rust Kickers song with the Bell Curves." Um, so that's what it is, and it's basically it's just a song about myself. Really, I'm the February girl. <laughs> Nice. Yeah. So and I always joke that like I write a lot of songs about myself because like that's that's the topic that I know the best. So. Yeah, you you write for the person you love the most, which is yourself. <laughs> so, yeah, exactly. Like, like my favorite stories are about me, so you know, I find so, them to be the most. You get it? Yes, right? you get it. You know, and screw everybody else who doesn't. You know. Yeah, exactly. So what else they do you think about me? <laughs> <laughs> they don't know what. They, that's why I love doing interviews, but I can't listen to them. But I will talk well, about myself to the council. All right, so I, I can say anything, and we can put it out there. So we we just got your authorization. So thank you very much for that. So, <laughs> I'll so never us, know. I'll just us, skip past us, all the parts I talk. <laughs> yeah, but the people you know will know, and they'll go, "Oh my gosh!" So give us the title again, and we'll we'll take a listen. Yeah. So this is February Girl. February Girl. Let's have a listen.
Everybody, we're back. That was a great song uh, from the February Girl, uh, <laughs> singing the February Girl. So really appreciate that. Delaney, tell us what you've got the new album that's coming out. Mm-hmm. It's got to be really exciting. But tell us what else you know, you're playing around town and, and, and tell us what you've got coming up. Yeah. So um, the big one that we have coming up is uh, we're going to be in Massapequa on April 29th. Um, Ooh, where, 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 where? That's we're going to cool. be at the Massapequa VFW. Oh, nice. Yeah, Great. so um, that's a gig. Uh, we're going to be opening for a friend of mine, Matt Stoll. He has a birthday show, basically. Um, and that's going to be really fun. Um, we're, uh, the promoter is Golden Hour Booking, and they're a really great crew. And uh, there's going to be some other really good bands on that bill. So that's going to be a good one. That's going to be a uh, full band. And then the other one that I think would be relevant to our dear listeners um, is we're going to be at Katie's in Smithtown on April 18th. So that's a little nice. Sooner. And what we'll what we'll do is we'll put any of the gigs on the gigdestiny.com calendar mm-hmm. uh, post up there. So if you want to see any of the artists that have been on the Long Island Sound, you can go there and you could also see Delaney's work. Uh and uh, future events, you can keep coming back, and uh, it'll be great. I really, yeah. uh, you know what? I really appreciate uh, you spending time with me uh, to do this. I'm really excited for you. It sounds like you've got a fertile field surrounding you and great people supporting you. Um, I'd like to have your dad as a guest sometime. If yes, he's, if he's if he's interesting, if yes, he's you definitely. Know, you know, he could be a great guitarist and band, but if he's boring, I don't want. <laughs> 
<laughs> well, he managed to raise me, and I'm like kind of a weirdo. Yeah, he, so yeah, I don't know. He, he can't be too he, normal. <laughs> he looks like he looks like he, he did a pretty good job, from what I can tell. Uh, and uh, and I'm going to ask everybody, you know, check out check out the chapter marks on the podcast for anything we spoke about uh, during the podcast. There'll be some links there. Hey, um, Delaney, I wish you all the best. It, it, I'm, I'm really I'm excited for you. I want to thank you for being my guest. And I always end my podcast this way. And a good friend told me, you know, we can account for what we have in our bank accounts and what we own. We can never account for how much time we have left. And uh, and the fact that you gave me an hour of your time today and shared your art with me is has been a blessing. So I really appreciate it. So, no, I should be thanking you. You're uh, you're doing God's work. So right. thank you. All right. Finally. <laughs> <laughs> a little late in life, but you know, God's forgiving. You get there eventually. That's why. <laughs> All right. Be well. We'll talk to you soon. Okay. Okay. Thank you so much. All right. Thank you for joining us today. I appreciate the time you spent with us. Please subscribe and comment and visit us at gigdestiny.com. Until next time, be generous with your joy, keep your spirits high, and let the music take you on a journey. Be well. Peace. Thanks so much for listening. Please rate, review, and comment on the show. We really love to hear from you. And call our listener line at 631-800-3579. Again, thanks so much. Be well.